All right, so today I'm going to be talking about the gift of faith. The gift of faith. In the past weeks, uh, I think this is our eighth week, we've been talking about the gift of the Spirit. The gift of the Spirit. Uh, time will not allow me to go through all, um, to you know, recap on a few things because of the limited time we have this morning. But just to, um, let me see, it's just a, a very small recap. So, the, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the manifestations of supernatural abilities of the of Holy Ghost in uh, church. And when I say church, I'm talking about among believers, right? Uh, according to 1 Corinthians 12, we have a record of nine of them, right? Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, nine, so uh, from, verse seven to, from verse 7, you see those gifts lifted, they're listed, from verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 12, you see what Paul was saying that he does not want the people to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. Right? He does not want the people to be ignorant. You know what? Let's actually read it. I'm trying not to rush you guys and I don't want to take this on to next Sunday. Amen. So 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. Paul, speaking to the Corinthian church, he said, now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Ignorance there means lack of knowledge. And when we talk about knowledge, we're talking about practical understanding. So he's saying that I don't want you to lack practical understanding of how things work, about spiritual gifts. So we know that um, ignorance put people into confusion, into bondage. Paul does not want the people to be confused. He doesn't want them to hurt or harm one another you know, with this other local body, with the manifestations of these giftings. You know, you see people who can operate in um, what we call the world of knowledge, which is kind of prophesying, right? And because they tend to operate in that gift in the mall, they allow themselves to be used to prophesy evil into other people's lives. Last son, uh, over the week, during the week, there's a guy that I, I saw on YouTube, but I, just, I thought it was just a YouTuber. Later, did I realize that this guy was a prophet in the church? I get me, and he was prophesying, and he was talking about this lady. He was calling out things that were happening in her life. She's called a particular name. She goes here. She's been doing this. She's been doing that, and then and she, the guy was celebrating, was rejoicing, and the whole church was screaming. I mean, this is recent, and I'm like, are we all right here? So you calling out all the fact of what's going on in our life, things that has nothing to do with Christ or what God wants to do in our life. So how does that make you special? So he's a special person because he can, okay, I'll give you more details, because the girl's nickname is Baby. So because he, he, he knew that the girl's nickname is Baby, so that's made him a prophet. You saw it too. It makes no sense. And some other nonsense that they were saying. Amen. We just prayed for boldness in case you're wondering what's happening. So, why is Pastor Nelly talking about this? I'm sitting in the spirit. Maybe I'll come into this realm of the heart later on. It, just, it makes no sense. Amen. So, people need to be educated on how spiritual gifts work and all that, uh, that surrounds it. Most of the hurt, the manif- manipulation, the control, the, I mean, yeah, I'll call it church hurt. Most of the hurt we've seen in the church today is as a result of ignorance. The fact that a person is a pastor of a church does not make him the controller of the life of the people. He ain't your business. If then you like him to church with a Louis Vuitton bag, when did you buy it? Who bought it for you? For what reason? Why your mother buy it? Are you all right? Are you thinking? 
So you don't have enough work to do that you're now looking at $10 bag and bag. And you said, I think you have. So, so when you are buying expensive bags for your girls, man, what's your business? Is that the assignment God gave you? They bought a new car, they didn't tell me. For what reason? So this is one of the reasons what pastor says. So when some church members do something and don't tell the pastor, the pastor take offense. How dare you people buy a new car without telling me? Man of God, do you understand your assignment? Go to Ephesians, back to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, and you find your assignment there to equip, to train, to develop these people so that they can do the works of service. And all those prophets and all those nonsense, all of the nonsense that I see in the body of Christ today is because people don't know what they are meant to be doing, what they are supposed to do, or how they are supposed to do it. And I'm challenging any believer, any Christian watching me today. We don't have much time in our hands. We got to wake up. We don't have much time in our hands. We got to wake up. The kingdom of darkness, they're advancing at an unprecedented rate, using every technology and facility available. And we're on social media saying, this is my prophet. How dare you insult my prophet? Did that prophet, did he die for you? What was the essence of being a Christian? Paul said, he said, calm down. <laughs> when he was challenging the Corinthian church, he said, did I die for you? Some, some said, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos. So there was division in the church and there was faction. Even the pastors who allow faction in the church, we need to have a conversation. And that's why I don't play favorites. I don't have favorites in the church. I treat everyone the same. So when pastors, pastors seem to have a challenge this morning. I think God is speaking to some guys. So when pastors are allowing division, okay, let me put it this way. Now, I've had a lot of problems brought to me, you know, people telling me, Pastor, what do you think about this? What do you do? And I always take it back to the pastor. I said, the pastor encouraged that culture. He encouraged the culture. So once you start throwing things, saying, this one is my person, that one is my person, all those ones. And some pastor's wife are so ignorant. They have ladies in the church that they say, these are my people. What do you mean, my people? So those ones are not your people. Are we thinking? I'm just scratching the surface, showing us as to how ignorance is affecting the church and killing us. Many people have led the church today, you know, for abuse and many other reasons because of ignorance on the side of leadership. So, when we talk about teaching people the word of God, teaching them how to do stuff, we are not playing, we don't come to church to play. So what I'm going to share with you guys in the next half an hour there about, you know, is something that, you know, quite short, but it's fundamental that you understand it. You need to have practical knowledge and understanding of how things work. Amen. So that's Paul speaking, uh, telling the people that this, I've been teaching this for eight weeks now. Um, a pastor was speaking to me yesterday. So I think some elders in their church was challenging this person, saying that, you know, why would they teach one subject for four weeks? I said, tell them to come and meet me because I taught knowing the Holy Ghost for 15 weeks. Yeah. And that was just because I just had to do some, you know, just try to like, let's, let's, summary, let's, summary, let's finish it up. Because if I was going to teach on the Holy Ghost, I can do it for six months. So send them to me to come and learn Holy Ghost for 15 weeks. Because all the message they have been hearing, how many of them can they remember how they are applying? So what's the point when I teach you something that you can't apply it? You can't leave it, you can't explain it. You can't teach your children. You can't pass it on. What's the point? I'm wasting my time. Amen. Ignorance. So, <clears throat> uh, let's quickly read verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 12. 
Uh, now read verse two, I think 11. Let's do this quickly. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Now, let me pause there just to remind us. Manifestation is given to one person for the profit of all. Not for the profit of the, of the person. So any gift that anyone manifests and they put themselves at the center of the show, one of two things, they are ignorant or they are operating by a different spirit. Jesus never drew attention to himself. He drew even Jesus, he didn't draw attention to himself, he drew attention to the Father. Amen. And telling the disciples, he tried to tell them and coach them, say, guys, anyone among you who wants to be the greatest should be the slave of all. Don't try to be the celebrity in the midst. So that celebrity culture in some churches and some Christian gathering is ungodly, is antichrist. I repeat, the celebrity culture in some churches whereby we have celebrity pastor, right, is ungodly and is antichrist. Quotes me and quotes me again. There should be no such thing as a celebrity Christian. Do you know who celebrities are? Celebrities, the asset of celebrities is based on the perception of people of them. The image they project to human beings and what people think of them. So they will give you a particular image based on the carnality of people, the ungodliness of people, and as people buy into it, they see this person as a celebrity. So we are the ones who make people celebrities. Want to test it? As many of you are following one of these female celebrity, let's 50% of our followers or is our followers drop, okay, let is our followers drop by 70% and watch what happens. Everybody's attention leaves them because that person's no longer a celebrity. So when the majority are thinking, what we call group think, when majority are thinking in one direction and they are not doing a critical thinking or intelligent thinking and everyone is headed in one direction looking at the particular person in a particular way, they make a celebrity out of them. Celebrity is not of Christ. Amen. So, in the church, likewise, you manifest a gift. Now, can you see what I'm talking about? So, when, when a pastor begins to show himself as a celebrity, and there's faction in the church, can you see what I mean? That is the pastor who encourages that culture. So many times, when you don't want to offend people, or you want to keep your crowd, God has not called me to keep crowd. He has called me to preach the gospel. And they that want to know the gospel will stay. The ones who are looking for something else, they leave. And we keep praying for them. We don't hate them. We keep praying for them that they will come to know Christ very quickly so that they can go back to the house and hear the word of God. Because many people will not stay where they are taught, where they are fed because of deception. I'm not going to give you a smooth screen. Till Christ come, I'm not giving anybody any smoke screen. So many special effects that many children do, I will not do it. So if anybody have a problem with that, uh, we, let's have a conversation. I will not do it. Pastor, we, know we need to be you know, the in thing. I don't do in thing. I do Christ thing. Amen. So what I say, what did the Bible say? Not me. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Amen. So now verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the same Spirit to, to another, the word of knowledge, through the same Spirit to another, faith. <clears throat> by the same spirit to another gift of healings, by the same spirit to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another descending of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all things, distributing to each one individually as it wills. Now, we divided this, with, uh, is it Howard Carter? 
divided these nine gifts into three categories. Revelation gift, power gift, and utterance gift. So revelation, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirit. Please avail yourself to messages from last week, two weeks ago, and to get more details on that. Now, from the, in the next few weeks, I want to look at power gifts. Now, so power gifts are gifts that do something. So uh, verse 9 of uh, 1 Corinthians 12 says that um, to another faith, so that's a gift of faith by the same spirit. Uh, I said the uh, gift of healings, but let me stick to that faith. So gift of faith. So what is the gift of faith? Now, if you look at the Bible, says that the manifestation of the gift manifestation, evidence, is given to one for the benefit of all. The gift of faith, manifestation. Now, the Bible tells us that, let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians 2, 8. Look at what the Bible says here, Ephesians 2 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So the Bible is saying here that by grace you have been saved through faith. So what got us saved is faith. I mean, we got saved through faith. It was the grace of God, the undeserved kindness of God expressed. Through the works of Christ, the redemptive work of Christ. Now, that undeserved kindness of God, which we receive by believing, is what got us saved. Amen. So, the Bible says to us, um, I think in the Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says that each one of us has been given a measure of faith. Romans 12, 3. Let's go there. Romans 12, 3. I'm going to put everything together. Romans 12, 3. Therefore, I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So if you look at Ephesians 2, 8, that by grace you have been saved through faith, and the Bible tells us that it's not of works. So salvation is not something you got by your own effort. You don't labor for it. You didn't work for it. You didn't make yourself holy to deserve it. And that's why your holiness cannot help you keep your salvation. Oh. Because if holiness could not help you secure it, holiness cannot make you lose it. Or unholiness will not make you lose it. This is, gonna, this is already robbing religious people off the wrong way. And I'm saying to you, repent. Right, so like Andromach would say, so you know when you are robbing the cat, right, and um, you know the four things, okay, uh, I can, Jess is not here today, we can use Jess for example, I would have said, you know, when you rob a pet, you know, their hair seems to follow a particular pattern, and when you rob it the wrong way, it starts coming up, it looks like they're angry, I get to me, and it don't look good, right, so if that rob you the wrong way, what do you need to do, just turn, because I'm not going to turn my hand. Because I'm robbing based on how Christ is leading me. So you just turn so that I can rob you the right way. Amen. I'm not here to offend people, but I will tell you the gospel. So if anybody have a problem with what I'm saying, they should go pick it up with God, not with me. Why? And so I repeat. I'm going to rob you the wrong way now. Now, so 
if unholiness, if holiness did not secure your salvation, which one am I rubbing? This way, right? This way, this way. So if holiness did not secure you your salvation, unholiness, no, this way, cannot cost you your salvation. So if you want to know how unholiness will affect you, go to Romans chapter 6, verse 14 to 16. Paul tells us there that if you give yourself to sin and you are making yourself a slave to sin, and sin is going to mess you up and devil is going to use you to hurt people. Amen. So every believer has been given a measure of faith and salvation comes by faith in the finished work of Christ, not what we have done or what we will do. So that means that salve, this is going to cause riots. Baby, we need to get, uh, keep our eyes on social media because I'm about to say what that will cause. Serious riots. Serious one. Are we ready? So salvation is eternal. Check, check. So some, some things, you know, we, we may need to call uh, SWAT. SWAT because if some guys come and attack us, we can get, you know, we can get Hondo and Chris and Tan to help get us out of here. The salvation that God has done for us in Christ Jesus is eternal. So when people are telling you salvation is eternal, not eternal, there's a lot of uh, line mind and cunning and craftiness and ungodliness, carnality that's loaded in their mind. That's why people bring that question to me. I try to find the first of all, find out what is your motive? Why are you asking? Why are you asking? But if you want to, the back, the back, if you want to know the truth, the Bible tells us that Jesus entered the most holy place in heaven once and for us, for all of us. So the work of salvation that Jesus did is eternal. He's not going to come back and die for us. Get it, mate. So when people do not know the word of God and cannot rightly interpret it, they start saying no manner of nonsense. Amen. Let's carry on. So we're talking about gift of faith. And I've tried to show us, first of all, that there's saving faith. There is saving faith. And that's the faith that you receive when the gospel was ministered to you. Go and read Romans chapter 10. The Bible says, how can they hear how can they believe? Let's go to Romans 10, 8. Let's start from 8. Romans 10. Let's go two chapters back. <clears throat> Verse 8. Let's start from 8. Romans 10, 8. So, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which you preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has risen from the dead, you will be saved. For with, the mouth, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Uh, let me see. I think his earlier verses. Okay, now let's start from verse 14. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? So the Bible tells us that it's by believing our heart and by confessing with our mouth that we get saved, right? But watch this. Say, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? So if a person... So it takes... Somebody needs to, first of all, believe. They need a faith to believe. So if they don't have that faith to believe, they can't be saved. So they need to believe in God to be saved. But watch this. Say, how then shall they, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they, they ascend? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. If you go back to verse, back to verse 10, 
It says, uh, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let me put it together. The thing is, the truth is this. It is by hearing the gospel. It's by hearing the gospel that you are offered the gift of faith. And as you choose to take in the gospel to listen, you are given the faith to receive the gospel. Nobody can receive the gospel with natural human faith. That's why there are people who have read the Bible, I mean, philosophers, scholars, and they are not saved. They have not become born again because you can't, if you, if you don't position your heart to want to receive, you cannot receive that gift of faith to receive the gospel. So I'm teaching like, um, like when, you know, when I went, I'm, I'm preaching this morning. Um, I'm pre-teaching, right, kind of because of my time, right? So let me try to put this together. So the saving faith. The faith you need to be saved is called what we call saving faith. And that comes through hearing the gospel. Right? Hearing the gospel. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Hearing the gospel. So verse 17 says, so then, right, so verse 17 of Romans chapter 10 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then what comes? Faith. The faith, saving faith, comes by hearing the word of God. Not the word of a motivational speaker or of a prophet. The word of God, the word of Christ. He died. He was raised from the dead for your justification. He ascended to, at the right hand of the Father and you are raised with him to the place of dominion and authority. And, you, and because you are in him, you have authority over principalities and powers. It's by hearing the word of God, hearing the word of faith, hearing the gospel. That is the gospel. Amen. It's not about bringing handkerchief to church or anointing oil. That's not the gospel. The gospel is that, Ephesians 1.19, that through Christ Jesus, the resurrection power is available to you, is at work on the inside of you. So we teach you on how to recognize, activate, release the power of God inside of you, which is by speaking the word of God by faith, standing on the word of God. Not that we have a special conference for the power of God to come down and fill the whole atmosphere. The power of God is already there, and I can manifest it right now if I have enough time. So the gospel is one we teach you to know who you are in Christ Jesus, and that's my job, my wife, my wife's job. That is the gospel. So it's a gospel that brings faith. So you want somebody to be bold enough to speak the word of God, to do what God has called them to do, teach them the gospel, how it works in your business. Just teach, I'm speaking to ministers of the gospel, especially those minister this, minister that. Just teach the gospel. Ladies, listen to me carefully. Listen. That somebody tell you to come, into, to come to their house, to come and receive a special anointing for power. They have lied to you and they're going to molest you. Amen. You hear some dumb stuff like, there's a power in me, and when I do this to you, then you will get them power. Stupid. And I'm speaking on behalf of Christ now. Dumb. Single ladies, here and one. The fact that the guy can quote scriptures doesn't mean he's born again or he fears the Lord. So don't be moved by born again. Don't be moved by those scriptures. If I sit the guy down properly, if you are trained in the word of righteousness, you will be able to tell 
that a person is trying to use the Bible to manipulate you. So go get your Bible and come to TTC and learn the word of God yourself. And nobody will be able to tweak you. And that's why you hear things like, if you put money in an envelope and you pour oil on it, put it by your bedside, the angels will come, they will do one something, 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 and bring the envelope back to church. Put it in my hand. God wants you to put, no, see, as you are, if you, in case you are taking this message, I'm, I'm trying to quote somebody here. So, and this is not what I'm saying. I'm talking about dumb stuff that I hear. Because I'm very, very conversant with how the media space works. They will just pick one part of your words and just shoot it out. So I've broken their flow. Fantastic. So let's carry on. Right. So they'll say, you hear things like, put the envelope in my hand. God wants to put it in my hand because the power and the blessing of God is in my hand. Nonsense. Nonsense. People go get your Bible to hear the truth, to know the truth. Amen. Unfortunately, some pastors thought that coming to church, coming, coming to ministry was to make money. You'd be surprised. I like how I kind of like how all of this problem is going up about Titan in the world. I'm just laughing when I see them. Because this is where we're going to really test the motive of people, why they are giving. You are giving because you don't want devourers to devour you. Then go and ask Mark Zuckerberg, how many devourers has devoured this stuff? Because the guy, I'm not sure, the guy doesn't pay tight. This is where we test the reason why you are giving. Are you giving as a transaction or you are giving because you are part of a local church who is doing the work of God, preaching the gospel, training people in righteousness, and you say, you know what? God is doing this. I can see life transformed. I want to be part of this. Giving to your local church is a privilege for you. It's not, you're not doing them a favor. You know what? We are just starting. We're just about two and a half years into this. So I've already have my hasana already in place. Some, high, some highest givers in our church, when we get to that point, I will send them out of the church if they try or attempt to start manipulating people because they think I'm looking at their money. They'll be surprised I will give them refund. I mean it. And that's why I'm not giving up my 9 to 5 job and a lot of things, other things that God has showed me as what to do to be financially prosperous. I'm not taking a penny from the church and I don't plan to. The church is a separate entity from my family. I'm responsible to look after my family as God leads me. So you wonder why this guy is so bold. It's because I'm not taking money from the church and I'm not expecting money from the church. Make sense? Right. <clears throat> I think that's a word of knowledge for someone there. Uh, if somebody's about is think, is rethinking their ministry, they should start rethinking it. Go get a job. That's what I'm saying. Amen. Or go do business. Praise God. Somebody said business and church doesn't work together. I don't understand. What kind of business are you talking about? When you, go to, when you go and sell your books and go and do stuff, what are you doing? Are you not giving a product in exchange for money? Are we thinking? Man, let us, let's get this thing clear, man. You see why I don't have many covering in my life? Because I run many people along the way. Because I stick to the word of, what the word of God says. And I hear some kind of things that people tell me, you know, you're just starting. You know, take it easy. You know, don't talk about some stuff. Until the Holy Spirit told me. Nobody has a right to tell you what to say. I tell you what I want you to say. It says, Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So if I don't speak the truth, how will people come to freedom? You, you, hate, you, you, you haven't heard anything yet. Just watch. Bless their heart. I'm trying to remember that word that lady said. Oh, bless. Okay, we'll come to that later. It's an inside gist in our family. Right, so we talk about saving faith. Comes by hearing the gospel. We talk about general and simple faith. And this is a faith that we need to receive God's blessings just by holding on to God's word. And that faith is what we receive. So everyone who is born again, a child of God, you have received that simple faith.
to receive from God. Amen. Now, how does this tie into the gift of faith? Now, the gift of faith, the Bible says that the manifestation of that gift is given to maybe one or two or a few people for the profit of all. So, that faith then is not the saving faith. It's not the simple faith. It must be a supernatural confidence in the promises of God to be a blessing to the local church or to be a blessing to Christians. So it must be a level of confidence that is not just that to believe the word of God or I have faith in God. It must be an extraordinary manifestation, an extraordinary confidence. It's, not, it's beyond the normal faith. And most of the time it accompanies a miracle. And that's why it comes under power gift. You know, and whatever comes as a result of that supernatural faith, right, whatever comes out of it is to bless people, is not to draw attention to a person. Don't forget celebrity, we're talking about it. We talked about earlier. It's not to make a person a celebrity. It's to encourage people. Amen. So it depends on what God is doing in the local assembly, depends on what God wants to do in the life of people. One person, and sometimes there may be discouragement in a local church. Sometimes there may be discouragement in the life of a person. Or every sign, everything may just look like this is not going to happen. But one person, because by the power of the Holy Ghost, they've seen into the realm of the Spirit, and they've seen what God wants to do, they just stand. Keep speaking it. Keep speaking it. Even themselves, when they pinch them and say, you know what? Do you think this is possible? When they come to their natural mind, they can't even, it, you know, it doesn't even make sense. But they just don't know what that thing that is pushing them, that confidence that just keeps coming and say, you know what, this is going to happen. And that person, a few of them, just hold on, regardless of the opposition that local church faces, and they see the power of God come to pass in that local church or in the life of those believers. And when the miracle happens, go back and meet those people. How come you have such confidence? They will tell you, I don't even know. But usually it starts with a simple faith. Because a person who does not even think or cannot even believe the word of God will not be able to transcend into that when the Holy Ghost wants to quicken their heart to say, I want to walk through you to hold on to God's word that this is going to happen in this place. And many times to see God breakthrough in churches is, is war. And some people who just operate in that gift of faith will just say, God says this, and we're holding on to this. And they just hold on to it. Not because of anything they've seen, but it's just a quickening in their spirit. And many times they don't even have a particular Bible verse to say, this is what I'm standing on. But they just know that this is the work of the spirit. But if you look at the Bible, you will find places in the Bible that verifies that. But they themselves, it's not even in their mind. And as people see this person, stand, stand on the word of God, hold on to God's promises, and they see the word of God come to pass, it just encourages the people, builds the people, you know, reinforces the people's confidence in God. The gift of faith. Amen. So I've just kind of summarized it. So it's a supernatural ability to receive a miracle that general faith may not receive. Supernatural ability to receive a miracle that uh, general faith may not receive. And I also say it's a special gift whereby the Spirit provides Christians with extraordinary confidence in God's promises. Extraordinary is not the everyday Christian faith. 
And that's why it's not for you, excuse me, it's to profit the local church. And believers should seek to excel in that gift so that they can always bring encouragement and confidence to the local assembly. Amen. Very quickly, what the gift of faith is not. It is not given to specific prophets or Christians. Don't forget my previous teaching. I said sometimes some people uh, operate in the gift, in one uh, spiritual gift than, the, than other people because they are more conversant with it. They've, they understand how it works. So the Holy Spirit, I believe, will work with someone who is readily open to a particular manifestation of the gift or who have a good understanding of how it works because they can manage themselves in the local assembly. Amen. So, when someone saying to you that, you know what, there's a special fate in my life and I want to lay it upon you, I want to transference of faith, these are lies. There's no such thing as transference of faith. There's no such thing as anointing for faith. Covenant day of faith is a lie, if at all one exists. So any and everything that tells you that you can, by laying of answer something to receive faith, are all lies. By the word of God. I'm not speaking, I'm not speaking against ministries. I've not mentioned any ministry. Did anybody say I'm speaking to one ministry? It's the one that you know. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing as transference of faith. You hear, you hear uh, this is 2 Timothy 1, 5, when Paul was admonishing Timothy, he says that the, the, the faith that was in your grandmother, now in your mother, is now in you. He's talking about the faith, faith in Christ Jesus. I remember a lady who I kind of, kind of mental, you know, in a sense, you know, she left me at some point because I said that faith, I said that faith is not, is not like a faith that somebody can transfer to you. Uh, he said, the faith that was in the grandmother is now in the mother. And that was an evidence of good parenting because uh, Timothy's grandmother and mother came to the faith through the ministry of Paul and they shared the gospel with their son. And their son is now pastoring. And Paul was encouraging this guy. And then somebody is now saying that the faith in grandmother, in mother, is now in the child. So this man will now call himself as a prophet or the overseer and say, there's a, faith, there's a special faith working upon my life. You know, they now call a special meeting. I want to transfer faith to people. You now hold each other or there's an archive when you turn the archive to the faith. Now the question is this. The special faith doesn't come unto you, right? Through the anointing oil and the archive. How much has it delivered? How much has it delivered? I used to know in the same problem, or even worse. We should stop, we should, we should start facing reality and be very serious with ourselves. Anointing oil, anointing for exploit, anointing, anointing, anointing. You have like five or ten bottles for different anointing. Then the anointing oil expires. So what happens? The power of God expires. We are not serious. We are not serious. Now, friends, it may sound funny, right, or, or, or too serious, too, or, or mean, but these are the questions that I was asking myself because I remember that day, I was in my bedroom. Guys, give me like 30 minutes more. Like, let's enjoy this. And I looked at, there were 30 bottles. I said, God, if I pour the oil in this bottle, into this one, does that make it more powerful? I said, but, more potent. I'm like, but this, I said, when we go next year, we'll have another anointing. I said, but what happened to all of this oil? Does that mean your power in this one has expired? It's kind of confusing. And I remember I was struggling with a particular problem in my life, and I used oil over and over, rather the matter got worse. Once I started learning to hold on to God's word, 
I'm not condemning anointing oil if you like it, you know, kind of thing, but don't, don't think I'm coming anointing with oil in TTC. Because all I need to say is to speak the word of God. How many times did Jesus lose oil? Jesus said, if you believe in me, the works I, the works I do shall you also do. Greater works than this shall you do because I go to my Father. He said, if you believe. So, the Bible says, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost. Who went about doing good, healing. He didn't say how God poured anointing oil on Jesus. And Jesus said, if I believe in him, so if I have Christ inside of me, in the person of the Holy Ghost, I don't need the oil. So anointing oil is not God in the bottle. That's an insult on the power of God. I am the oil. Because the oil of Christ, the oil of the Spirit is in me. You don't need to anoint a bottle of oil for something to happen. No, he has anointed me and he has anointed you. So be the oil. The oil that can never expire. I feel like preaching this morning. Be the oil that cannot expire. No Goya oil. No extra virgin olive oil. No, no, no. No Jerusalem oil. Be the oil of God that carries the power of God 24-7. That was bonus. Amen. So, there's no special... There's no, it doesn't exist that somebody have this faith and come up. If you put your head under an evil hand, they will transfer nonsense into your life. Okay, let me help you with that a little bit. Give me more minutes. So, when people go about and they're looking for somebody to lay hands on them... Why are you looking for someone to lay hands on you? Why? For what? What is the problem you carry that you need somebody to lay hands on you? Why is the word of God not enough? I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm just trying to help you think. I don't need anyone to lay hands on me. Don't even touch my head. We've seen Paul lay hands on people for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And there's a ministry of laying out of hands. What do you know that the person carried that you're going to put your hand on their hand? I'm not saying don't lay hands, but I'm, not, but I'm saying don't go about looking for someone to lay hands on you. For what reason? Think about it, and you can comment in the comment section below or send me a private message. If you send me a hate mail, how you, you will know that I have a sharp mouth. I'm not one of those pastors that are like, ah, sister, I won't beg you. I'll, I'll finish you with the word of God. I don't, you know. Come and ask you to see me about it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very nice. Praise the Lord. I am kind. <clears throat> so, um, what the gift of it not? It cannot be received by laying out of hands. I've talked about that or imparted to other Christians. You know, many times people use that verse of the scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, 9. It said things like, to one is given. No, no. That to one given, we're not talking about general saving faith. Of saving faith. We are talking about the gift of faith to bless the local body. Amen. I've said a lot on that. Yeah, so I said, uh, as I close, God does not give faith to some people and we told from other people. So you hear things like, you know, I wish God can give me that kind of faith. No, you just need to believe the word of God. The more you believe the word of God, the more confidence will rise on the inside of you. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The confidence, the confidence to hold on to God's word, to see God's power come to pass, uh, God's power work in your own life, not in local church, is by hearing the word of God. Say, the, what you hear more is what you believe more. So maybe you're watching too much Netflix or watching, or spend too much time on social media, or watching too much of all this negative and evil news, or you are listening too much to doom preachers. Because what you listen to more is what it will be conscious, what will top your heart. The Bible says, with the heart we believe, with the mouth we confess. So, what you listen to will determine what you are conscious of. 
So anybody who wants to be, wants to step up or boost their faith, redraw from naysayers and all manner of negative people and stop watching movies, horror movies, movies of witches and wizards. No, I mean, all those Iroko, all manner, right? Stop, mind what you are watching. Are you getting me? I don't, there's more. I don't want to, I don't, so that they don't think I'm against someone. All of them, you know, there was a time that there was, this guy may come and attack me because I mentioned their name. I get, oh, mind what you watch. I've been watching, I want to mention another one, but let's leave that so that for safety. I, I watch some movies, I'm saying, where is Christ here? Because when you binge on, on things that have no Christ in them, how can the, how can the power of God surge on the inside of you? A situation come up, you shake yourself. Shaking yourself will start speaking in tongues. No, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work. It's what you have meditated on. What is real to you that will produce? Amen. So saying that I wish God can give me a special a faith. You don't need, you don't, you, God has given you already. Romans 12, 3. He has given, not that he will give you. You don't need to pray for faith. You have it. You are to activate it. What you think on, what you feed on, what you talk about is what becomes a reality. So you can't be feeding on heavy unbelief and think that you will be spiritually strong. It cannot work. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I said you don't need special faith to believe God, to have your needs met. God's word is a confirmation of the fact that God has done everything for you and he has met, he has met all your needs. The problem is not about God giving. The problem is about receiving. And until you know and you know and you are confident that God has given, you cannot receive. So my task, my challenge to you, go and learn and find out what God has given to you in Christ Jesus.